This podcast is brought to you by Pansy P, the new novel by local author Trevor Tuhig. A story of hope, courage and magic. Check out trevortuhig.com for more information. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Two Bears Podcast. Uh, I am here with my co-host Phil Henry. Hello. Um, and it is Christmas. It's Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. It's Christmas Day. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I hope you're having a lovely Christmas day. It is um, sunny in Ashford. <laughs> okay. Is it and um, and it's, it's lovely, really. Uh, the sun's coming down, and we've had a lovely meal. We have. I mean, I, I, that sounds extremely arrogant because I cooked it. What, Phil, you tell us. Was it, it was it, delicious. It was a lovely Christmas dinner. Um, and I feel very full. Um, yeah, we're it was a bit really, full. really delicious. We're sort of in nap time now, aren't we? But we're yeah. ploughing on. Um, yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, no, very full, very happy, very grateful on this COVID, um, you know, affected Christmas that, you know, things can be okay and stuff. So, Phil, COVID, eh? I mean, it's sort of, um, you know, it's affected lots of things. How are you bearing up you told us about your dad earlier he's not bearing up very well this morning. no he's not my dad my dad likes to be center of attention um and he's literally blown one of his eyes bless him it looks really painful doesn't look good yeah um so the logistics the logistics of this story don't quite add up because i think the listeners might be able to piece together that it's not quite christmas day but it's it's a little bit before christmas this is pre-recorded um but yeah, dad has had an itch in his eye and literally all the white around his eye has just exploded and it's yeah. all like bulging God. and it's awful, bless him. So it's really painful. So, well, uh, so what's happened? This morning. It literally got an itch in his eye. Yeah. It scratched it and all the white around his eye is just literally filled with blood. Yeah, but what's happened is in like the aftercare, dude. That's what I'm more oh, about. Oh, um, we just kind of left him to it. <laughs> no, no, not really. Sit in the chair really. and be quiet. Stop fussing. <laughs> We rang 111 and they um, put us through to either a nurse or a paramedic who rang back, discussed it with him, um, and um, they then put him through to a doctor and the doctor spoke to him and he's now having to go to an appointment tomorrow. Um, So they're not massively panicking. So no, they're not massively panicking. It looks painful. He's taken all sorts of paracetamol and things like that to to help ease it. but yeah, it does it does look a bit. Does look yeah, a bit it does look like he's an extra from um, I don't know Snatch or Lockstock or yeah, something. Yeah, I said you know in Terminator when yeah. Arnie gets the red eyes. Yes, it's, it's like just that, like that. Yeah. It's not. Um, I mean, I'm not. I, I love you know I love Jeff, but he doesn't look pretty. I'm, no, I'm gonna be honest no. about it, mate. I did pretty. ask him to say "Hasta la vista, baby," but he wouldn't do it. <laughs> what, what a miserable. <laughs> Anyway, no, that's sad news um, on this pre-Christmas Christmas day. Um, but apart from that, how's um, how's life treating you, Philip? Life's good. Life's good. Um, rapping, and not not like rapping, yeah, bro. You know what I'm not saying? Not like down in the street rapping. Out of the way. Yeah, I, I, I I've been doing some of that. Um, oh, I started my Christmas drinking far too early. I've Going to bed with a cauliflower and waking up at four in the morning. <laughs> Do you want to get into this story? <laughs> Yeah, I think you combined a couple of stories from earlier. Um, there was no cauliflowers harmed in the making of that night's drinking. That's what Phil tells us. Um, <laughs> I've had a Christmas beer, by the way. So, yeah. But, okay. um, 
yeah, so I'd just be at a event, a couple of little drinks, a couple of Christmas movies. I have to say, and I won't go into spoilers, but I've been watching The Mandalorian. Oh, my God. It's it's like a Disney Plus thing for geeks. Is it Star Wars thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, it's just incredible. I can't give anything away. No, don't, don't, but if, yeah, do you know what? If you'd sat Star Wars fans down and asked them to write what should happen in The Mandalorian, The Mandalorian has really kind of done it. They have ticked all the boxes. And then if you would have asked all these Star Wars fans in the room and said, what would be your ideal ending for this for this series yeah, yeah. or series two? And they would have written down, all of them would have written it, and Mandalorian has actually kind of nailed it. it. Nailed it Well, that's properly. good, because with my very limited limited knowledge of all this stuff, apparently the other Disney lot didn't nail it. So, like, Jar Jar Binks, people didn't yeah. like. And, like, they all got a bit, I think, syrupy and not really, like, true to... Um, what star, true Star Wars fans wanted. Yeah. Can I tell you my... Um, there's two things I want to say about Star Wars. One, you can probably tell from listening, I'm not a major Star Wars fan, and I, I like it. Like I, li- I do like it, and I've been to the cinema to see some of the new... Uh, the Jar Jar Binks one. Yeah. Uh, Return of the Sith? No. Uh, yeah, he, was, he was in the first, first, first new one. Phantom three, Menace. Yeah, Phantom Menace. That was yeah. it, I saw. But um, <clears throat> obviously I've seen all the originals. But... Um, yeah, the reason why I didn't like it so much is because when I went to university, um, I like it's a long story. I went bored one lift on Christmas Day, but I was but not hugely academic, and so I did American studies with English literature, which at the time seemed like a fantastic idea because America was like, yeah, man, America's having it everywhere. Like it's the most brilliant place, you know, love it. So I learned a little bit about American politics, American geography, and American cinema. And the guy who taught American cinema, like, says there was loads of Star Wars fans in the, like, lecture theatre, if you like. And they were talking about Star Wars, Star Wars. And they said, well, Star Wars is ultimately just a Western. And everyone went, you what, mate? And he was like, no, no, it's a Western. Like, it's basically a Western that they have taken and they have set in space. And then, like, he explained it. It's got the same character, the damsel in distress. I don't know it that well to kind of go, into there's probably loads of Star Wars fans going, oh, dear. But that's what he told me, man. So, um, and in truth, to add on to that, I, th- I don't think the prequels or the seven, eight, and nine movies. I just don't think they were up to every Star Wars. They, they didn't no. tick every box for a Star Wars fan. Whereas the Mandalorian, I think, really has and gone beyond as well. Set up new stuff. It's just that's brilliant. Good. Well, that's good to know because that's good for Star Wars fans, isn't it? And I think that. I think Star Wars suffers. We talked about this, I think, in the podcast that I broke uh, and couldn't be released. <laughs> but um, I think we talked about how if you have a great first album, for instance, yep. where do you go from there? Like Count and Crows, Orcs, everything after. I'm sure there's loads of we, we love. But the bottom line is, you know, it's tough. And I think, I suppose, a Star Wars, given how well it did in the 70s, um, yep. yeah, where do you, how can you improve on that? It must be really hard. My second Star Wars story, which you probably know, was... Um, I think Mark Hamill and who's the guy who plays Luke? His new favourite. Luke name? Skywalker. No, the other Mark guy, Ham- the main Harrison Ford. Yeah, him, yeah, 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 yeah. He's not the main guy. Luke Skywalker's the yeah. main guy. He's Mark Hamill. And who does he play? Han Solo. That's him, yeah. So they got offered by like the marketing people whether you could have like a £50,000 lump sum pay. Lump sum payment. Or a bump sum payment. <laughs> or a bump sum payment, depending <laughs> on how many Christmas beers you've had. Um, and uh, or you could have like a percentage of all the merchandise profits. So Mark Hamill chose the upfront money and Han Solo 
Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford chose the other one, and like he's made millions and millions and millions from that. And Mark Hamill, sadly, did, didn't. Yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it? Like that's um, yeah, goes to show. Yeah, it's good. Good to have good advisors and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Star Wars uh, has done so well. What else is news, Phil? Um, I, I, do you know I've I've gone back and I've watched a couple of old programs. That I, Vicar of Dibley. Yeah. I've been watching that again. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. It is funny. Yeah. Don't tell us about it. It's a new one, apparently, my wife said. Oh, yeah, I heard that as well. And apparently it's... Contra- I don't know the story behind this, but she said it's, it's it's causing controversy, and I don't know why. So we'll have to double-check that and come right. back to the listeners. But I don't know why it is. But she said she read about something about some new one. But that's cool. That's yep. cool. Yeah, you said you, oh, I've got some Only Fools and Horses lined up. I've yep. watched any of the Christmas ones. Or rewatch them this year, but I've got them lined up. I've also what I watched this morning. The um, who's oh, Mr. Um, Mr. Sh- Citizen Khan. Do you uh, that? Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Finally, watched the Christmas one. That that was good this morning. So yeah, it's all very Christmassy. Excuse me. Given that we're in lockdown, life's um, life could be worse, couldn't it? Yep, absolutely. So um, this week we are going to talk about our favourite Christmas songs later. Yep. We might do some. COVID-related conspiracy theories, uh, if time permits. Um, but our main thing we wanted to talk about today was uh, conspiracy theories. Yep. Um, just because maybe, you know, it's Christmas Day, you've had your turkey, you've listened to the Queen's speech, you might be getting a bit Christmas bored now. Yep. I don't know about your house, but and this is rare, but my wife, as soon as Christmas Day is over, is tearing decorations down, tree's gone. <laughs> like, I mean, you met the lady, she, I love her to pieces, but... Yeah, as soon as Christmas is done, so right, we're back to normal. And um, yeah, so if you are a bit bored of Christmas, this could be the perfect antidote. Absolutely. Um, or at least put us on while you're taking the decks down. Exactly. Yep. Something a bit, just, <laughs> just a movement away from uh, all the Christmas-related shenanigans. Um, so, conspiracy theories, Phil, do you want to hit me? Yeah, I do. I'm going to start off, I've got two, and... One is the Paul McCartney one, which we discussed in the last um, podcast just briefly, and you said you never heard about it, so I'm going to go into that one in a minute. But first of all, um, the podcast that didn't become a podcast, we I spoke about time travel. I'm not going to go over that again, but I want to talk about this link that is out there that they reckon that somehow the Simpsons crew or something to do with time travel because of the things that they're predicting um and and just it's just incredible yeah. it just you yeah. know uh, i mean oh, th- there's this thing that if you throw a ball into a pit of oranges you're going to hit an orange so if you keep guessing and keep guessing and keep eventually you'll have success right. yeah. yeah but um the simpsons seem to get it right so many times so i just want to I'm going to go over a few of the things that I, I kind of picked up on. Um, and I got, um, well, firstly, they predicted that Donald Trump would be president. Really? And that was like back in, now, you have to excuse my scribbles here. I've either put season two in a tally chart or season 11. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. but it An was, earlier season. It was an earlier season than when he actually came out. And they also promote, uh, promoted, they also um, said about the faulty voting machines and then this was in season 20 episode four um and in four years after that in pennsylvania they had machines where people were trying to vote for one of the presidents and he kept clicking to the other one really? so they yeah that that was one and um, the three-eyed fish 
Yes. I heard about that. Um, ten years later, a, th- a three-eyed fish was actually found in a lake, and the lake was kind of fed next to the water, the cooling water, was from a nuclear power station. See, see yeah, let's yeah, let's just dissect a little bit of that. I think the first two are weird, like yep. in the sense that that is, yeah, like to, to be able to predict, A, that someone like Donald Trump would become president, because even he, um, yeah, Donald Trump uh, is bizarre, and the fact that they predicted that and called that is, in my opinion, very impressive. Three-eyed fish, not so much, because that's that does feel like throwing the balls in the orange pit, doesn't yep. it, a little bit, but yeah. What about horse meat in burgers and things like that? They pre- no, predicted no. that. That is, that is very bizarre. Yep. Like, what about autocorrect in phones? Way before autocorrect was even a thing, they had um, they had it on The Simpsons. So again, you've got to think that these people in film or TV talk to each other and maybe they're giving each other heads. Because this isn't the first place this happened. Nope. Like, have you ever seen Black Mirror? Nope. Mate, you need to. You got Netflix, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Like that is that's January. They just watch the whole of the Black Mirror series because that is basically a series of very like amazing futuristic programs that kind of predict the future. In that, they predicted that the prime minister, the prime minister in one of those, the first episode you'll watch, has to have with a pig. And for anyone who's listening, that was me doing a gyrating motion with my pelvis. Yeah, and that happened. Like, <laughs> and that happened, like, um, yeah, literally just before it all got announced, like, that David Cameron did all that weird stuff. Yeah. Um, and, like, the whole, like, the whole, so they've got this episode of Black Mirror, which is one of my favourites, where essentially, and this is a really interesting topic just in general, uh, but we'll come back to The Simpsons, but basically, like, so let's assume you and me, COVID's gone, we're back at, I'm single, you're single, right? Let's just assume, right? We're back out in the dating game. Now, you've got a profile and a rating, and I've got a profile and a rating, depending on various things that we've done in our past, history, um, all that sort of stuff, looks like how popular we are on social media. Wow. <laughs> well, guys, yeah. Form an orderly queue, ladies. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my seven followers are so happy. But, no, like, literally, that this, that this is what it's like. And, like... Um, yeah, like, so these girls, so this girl doesn't get invited to this wedding, and then her rating drops, and she starts panicking, and starts texting this other girl, and, like, trying to beg for, like, to get an invite, and then that goes, it is absolutely interesting. And now they're introducing this in China. This is the new thing in China. So, uh, if you, so people who don't um, obey the government, in essence, so people who've had previous criminal convictions and stuff, your rating goes down. People, you know, and you won't, eventually, what they're saying is, what could happen if it gets used in the wrong way is that people who have had previous issues with the, the police or any sort of illegality or whatever it is um, could potentially be not let into certain nightclubs, certain gigs, certain whatever, because they essentially don't conform to society. But yeah, cut a long story short, Black Mirror predicted all of that and it's mental. Like, yeah. how do these TV companies do it? I like know. Simpsons, I know. Black uh, j- there are some things, like the next one is. They predicted, was it Siegfried and Roy? You know, the uh, Las Vegas white tiger people. Um, They predicted that the tiger would go ape. That's that's a bad word to use. The the tiger (laughs) would go wild and attacked one of Siegfried and Roy. But yeah, and they predicted that. And and actually, when you think about it logically, because a lot of this, I have to say, I'm kind of reading this off, but... A lot of it you can talk away. Like, if you're going to work with wild tigers, wild animals of any sort, 
eventually something's going to happen, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that's regardless of who you are. I think it will. Yeah, it's got to happen. It, it but will, yeah, because we're all animals anyway, aren't we? Like even like if you imagine, you know, like in a in a band or in any sort of setting, humans will fall out at some stage. Animals more wild. You know, is it hundred percent? Yeah. Now I'm going to miss number seven. I'm going to come back to number seven because I think that we're going to explore this a bit more. Um, but they predicted the God particle. The is it the Higgs boson particle thing that they did. They predicted that years before it actually happened. Um, and the virus, season four, Marge in Chairs, I think it's called. Ch- could be Chains. Could be Chains. <laughs> <laughs> chairs, Chains. Chains, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was um, It was like a flu, but there was no medicine, no cure. It was sent from a foreign country and it was kind of sneezing was the big no-no. That's mental. So I know. What, so, Phil, what do you... Come on, what do you... You obviously, like, thought about this. Why... So... Phil, hi. <laughs> so, Donald Trump. Trump, now. yeah. Why? Trump, yeah. Trump. Ah, he's been a right wally and he's done some horrible things. And yep. what he's done is he's done more... Um, uh, what do you call it? Shoot... Do you know in America they shoot people? They come out and they shoot them by firing squad. If you're on the... Um, they have a list. They? Death row. Death row. Right. Um, so, they've given more lethal injections and gone out and shot more people by firing squad than they've ever done in like the past 50 years or something in the last two months since Trump's found out that his uh, reign is coming to an end. So that's the measure of the man really, Phil, if you ask me. Do you know what though? I was thinking, because I've watched a bit of The Mandalorian and I've been dreaming loads lately. Okay. I was a bit like, and the whole corona thing, like the end of the world is nigh. I was thinking to myself, could I shoot someone like they do in Mandalorian they just walk along they just shoot people and they carry on and it carries on and you're like you just shot someone whether they be a baddie or not excuse the baddiness um I'm four years old but <laughs> yeah, you are a little bit in your brain aren't you yeah. see, I think what I love about yeah. you it's very it's, it's you know and that's that's what I, I don't think I could what shoot someone yeah I mean I've met somebody who has really yeah she grew up in South Africa and had a house broken into, and that was it. And she told me the story, and I was I was teaching at the time, and and I was it wasn't a pupil by the way, it was <laughs> it was somebody, and I was just like, no way. And she's like, yeah, that's mental. It that is mental. Me because yeah. my mum's South African, as you know, and I think um, yeah, like things are a bit more wild, and yeah, you've got to get out the get me the hunting rifle, Ruth. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it. You know what I mean? Because I think she's always a bit more, um, yeah, deprived over there. Yeah. But um, I've got a story for you. Go on. Um, I don't know if I'll tell it on there, but um, do it anyway. Well, talking about shooting, so I don't know if you're probably a bit too young to remember this. Uh, uh, basically, there was a man who shot the Queen with blanks. I don't know if you remember this. It was shooting of the colour. Right. And he is part of uh, the family. So yeah, how mental is that? Like so that like he, he he was coming down to Christmas Day, and I was like, no. <laughs> what if you do? Don't do the royal wave out the window yeah, as you yeah, go. Yeah, that queen mate. <laughs> that's a good work this year, son. Let's see what do you reckon, mate. You like it, do you? But, like, mate, how mental is that? Like imagine shoot. I'm. I just. What I want to say to you is, why the blanks, mate? Like, I mean, if you're gonna be the big man and like cause all that, I mean, he went. He got in so much trouble. But he was young, he was only like 16 or 17, so he got away with um, 
like they call it where you've got like a mental issue like yeah. and, and he went to like well I'm gonna go to prison he went to um, some sort of institute for uh, like mental disorder yeah. And um and yeah he he's now free as a bird but yeah still in Queensland actually but um I mean that's mad isn't it yeah mad. and uh, things you find out after you've left I know it's I just know. insane um but there we are yeah so um yeah so Simpsons we're back on the Simpsons. back on the Simpsons yeah and now are we, are we we've got more we have good there's a couple of things that I just wanted to uh, I may have ended with I can't remember what we got up to. Um, I did. We did the virus, didn't we? And we spoke about Marge and everything else. But this is something that we've already spoken about today, and I just wanted to bring it forward. Like Simpsons exposed the whole government secret thing—that they're listening into phone calls and they're mm. doing all of these kind of undercover things. And there was the big newspaper debacle a few years ago yeah, of tapping world. phones. Yeah. That's all that sort of stuff. And then, right. I want to I wanna say this. Now, I have never, ever shopped at... Can I say it? No. Uh, yeah, AO. I've never shopped at AO. No. You right? Yeah, yeah, never yeah. shopped there. Yeah. But my mum and dad's washing machine broke down. And we have a WhatsApp kind of family group chat. And my sister-in-law messaged them and said, Oh, use AO. Now, this there was no, there was no conversation. There was no talking even. She just messaged, chatted and said use AO and my dad messaged back and went what one's that and then hand sent the tagline of AO let's go that nice, part on there nice. I opened up Facebook now I'm in a completely different part of Ashford okay I open up Facebook my second advert on Facebook AO yeah on the day an hour after that text chat uh, yeah I find this very peculiar yeah I told you I, th- I don't know if I've said this I'm gonna say it again my brother and myself went to Epsom to um, the Guitar Guitar um, Warehouse. There. It's, it's amazing. It's incredible. And the, it was on the day of like a really massive Euro Millions lotto thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, what would you buy? What would you buy? And we were talking about all these other things. And I remember saying something really bizarre. I remember saying to him, I'd get a jet ski. Yeah, yeah. You said I'd get a jet ski. And, and that's, we could, you know, everyone could use it. We'd go to the beach and everyone could use it. And I got home from Epsom later on that day and I went on the internet and it could have been one of these selling sites. And I went on there and jet skis came up. Yeah. I've never searched for a jet ski before in my life. So you didn't turn your, you, it was just, on your phone was on. Yeah. And it came up on your phone. Yeah. Which suggests. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I've got a mate who's in the army yeah. and he, I won't say names or anything. I've got a few mates that are in the army, but we call him. Paul, I don't know, <laughs> any name will do, but he told me that whenever they go into like these top secret meetings and things like that, they all have to take their phones off, they get put in a box and left outside the room, so there's nothing in there that could possibly be traced, mm. tracked, listened into, seen from, it's just like, oh my god, I didn't even think that stuff happened. I think, yeah, I, like, that is bizarre, and I, we were talking earlier today, wasn't it, but like, same thing happened to us, we were talking about... Scarlett, my daughter's talking about getting into American football and I'm trying to get her to pick a team. Our sport, the Las Vegas Raiders, who are woeful. So I said to her, listen, I've made you support West Ham United. I'm not going to inflict any more suffering on you. You choose a team that's good that you like. She's chosen the New Orleans Saints, right, who are pretty good and they've got yep. a sick black and gold kit, which is nice. 
so she's happy. And so I was saying, yeah, maybe we could in the new year and the sales and stuff get some tops. Like I don't know. Next day, what pops up on my Instagram? Yep. For half price, and the New Orleans Saints tops, not like Philadelphia Eagles or whatever. New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is the uh, what's called it quarterback. That that is weird. It's not. Like, it's no not right, is it? That. that is that is weird. Like someone that would suggest. I mean, we're both in Statesville, but that would suggest that someone or people that your, your algorithm is listening to you. Yep. And then from your phone I'd like to think there's someone out there listening in and typing all my details up specifically but it's probably all done through computer isn't it oh, you, oh what's that program oh not Agents of Chaos there's another one where that happens it's really funny and like they like they come in and go oh yeah so Phil's now talked about and they do like in a jokey kind of way <laughs> right. and it's four guys going yeah maybe if we send Phil a thing about uh, jet skis with music coming out the bag like a blue he'll love that do you know what I mean it's yeah that sort of thing. so on that point what I'd like to talk about now is free holidays to Bali oh yes for yeah yeah you yeah, know we, yeah we, we would like um, I'm really fancying going to Indonesia Phil yeah you? Well, to be fair, holiday's holiday, and at the moment, anything that But goes. in particular, maybe Bali. In, yeah, Bali would be incredible. So I think maybe if we, if, gosh, if coronavirus, hopefully by summer we'll see the beginning yep. of the end, and then maybe, who knows, soon, like after that, we can save up and we can go ourselves out. We don't even need to save up, because what we really want our algorithms to show <laughs> is free... Barley holidays. Barley holidays. Podcasters. Yeah. Pod, for podcast. We'll do a podcast or two from there. We we are free. Listen, we are, we've got no shame. <laughs> we'll do anything for a free holiday. Like, just try us. I mean, uh, our emails are out there. Just, just yeah, let us yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. Nice one, bro. That's um, so that's pretty much Simpsons wrapped up. Nice. That's good, man. So, um, okay. I'm going to take it to a darker place. Okay. Um but I heard it, and I, you know when something's so far-fetched that you go, that could be true? Yeah. I was like that. So basically, right, do you know Wayfair, the company? Yep. So, right, so Wayfair. If you go onto Wayfair, let's assume, we're, we're searching in there, our algorithm says, we've talked about Wayfair, so tomorrow morning, our whole internet feed's going to be Wayfair stuff. So, like, we look on that, and then there'll be, like, a table yep. called Sophia. Yep. which is £10,000. Yep. Or you could have, I don't know, Johan, uh, which is a pillow, right. which is £70,000. Okay. I mean, you get in my drift. Yep. Right? Now, there is a conspiracy theory out there that these aren't tables and these aren't pillows that they're representing. Right. That actually, there are, these represent to certain buyers, kids. Right, so kids have been abducted, and normally in the abduction world, you know, as an educator, as, as I am, that it's often looked after children who are very vulnerable because, ironically, they're not looked after very well, and so they don't have parents, they're kind of vulnerable. So these children can go missing, and that essentially, yes, you're buying the Johan pillow, but actually, you're buying a bit more than that. Um, and so people have looked into this a little bit further and checked the names online so if you say like okay so you've seen the Sophia table and then you google so let's say that line came out in 2019 if you googled around that time uh, kids who've gone missing there there are like girls called Sophia who have been abducted missing presumed dead Johan presumed dead and so on and um, yeah the conspiracy theory is that although you probably could get a really nice overpriced pillow from Wayfair 
it is actually a front for lewd and illegal and uh, rather unpleasant activities with children, which I have to say would not surprise me. I mean, well, that's not true. It would surprise me, but it's one of those things. You know what I mean? I don't know what you think. Do you think it's just completely preposterous? What do you think? I'm a little bit um, lost. It's my four-year-old brain coming out now. Okay. I think I follow what you're saying. And once again, it takes me to that, that kind of the question mark over it is. Like I said earlier, if you throw something into a pond, eventually you'll hit a fish. Enough, yeah. if, you, if you throw enough stones into a pond, you'll you'll hit a fish. And and once again, I think it's yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what sure. I'm trying to see. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird one. I've never heard of it before. You caught me right, not. I've never heard of it until I heard it on a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, what? So basically, it's, a, it's yeah, rich pedophiles would go on there and, and Jeffrey Epstein and all that mob. Uh, that's that's kind of where they, you know. I don't know. I heard another thing. This I don't agree with, but I did hear it. Um, that ultimately, when you become rich and elite, which obviously for us, hopefully, you know, we think in two, three years. Yeah, well, New Year's Eve, maybe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that film. Love that. <laughs> think big. Um, but yeah, they reckon that, um, I read this thing which said that the reason why... Uh, so once th- the elite remain elite, and that people can't get into that kind of upper is once you once you become rich and famous, the Rothschild, like the Illuminati, if you like, force you to make a video, okay. and they also force you to drink the blood of a child to become part of the gang, which kind of fits in. I can see where this conspiracy theory has come from. It's come from like the whole Egyptian pyramidy voodoo-y do you know what I mean that yeah, area yeah. Um, and so once they got the video of you the blood thing's like an aside thing uh, a ritual like a little aperitif <laughs> just get you in the mood you yeah, know yeah, go um, on. I mean I did say it's far fetched but I mean and then um, and then yes yeah, so, but the video thing is kind of so let's assume we're at the party with Kanye and Jay-Z and we're not suggesting that any of those people are into this stuff but we're at the party there they're all there Matthew McConaughey's there in the corner looking fresh um, you and me are like hi everybody <laughs> we'd, we'd be like the, yeah like the the, the gimps in the corner <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> you were thinking that were you going to say girls I was going to yeah life and soul love you were going to you were going to life yeah I mean the bottom line is that we're there we're at the party and to basically be part of the elite and to remain part of the elite uh, you have to like do something that based they basically have one eye on you the whole time so that if anything goes down and you find out any secrets about them then they can essentially the video and um and, and destroy your career, mate. I don't know. I don't think that's true, but hmm. it's out there, isn't it? Yeah. It's a wacky conspiracy theory. So is that why you get kind of? Oh no, I don't suppose the Pamela Anderson sex tape thing. That I don't think that's part of it. Mate. I think she's just a dirty cow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've well, seen that video at seventeen times. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. We were about episode nineteen ninety seven. That must yeah. have been a prime. Um, you know. No, no. See, I was. Oh, do you know what I did? I, I'm gonna say we're gonna, if we're going out there, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna, I've got to do it. Um, my uh, my son came home once and said that he'd been showed a very inappropriate video. Good that he owned up. He did, and we weren't cross and everything no. else. Um, but my 
ex-wife as she is now and myself had to sit there and try and find it on the internet and see what he'd been exposed to which one was it go on I can't I it wasn't two girls one cup yeah was it really yeah <laughs> do, you, do you remember what happened to it yeah what happened to it oh, well, I, I watched <laughs> about 30 seconds and threw up myself yeah it's all um, fake though isn't it it's all poo poo it is uh, yeah but it's it's, it's poo poo much yeah. you know, it's a lot of poo poo yeah it was vile yeah. it was but he he did that a couple of times and and he went to a the kind video. of a no uh, owned up to kind of seeing inappropriate stuff um and that was great because uh, it showed that he had a really good relationship with us that he was able to talk to us about it um yeah that is yeah. good that is good but yeah there's some mad stuff out there isn't there, like there is they, they went through the whole phase of like the um yeah, and I got sent a few times. I might send you, I send you some videos. That I, get. I don't send you all of them because I do get some weird ones. Because I'm in the Ashford Cricket Club right. um, group yep. thing. And they sent some stuff. Like, honestly, I'm like, in the garage like, chat, so yeah. I'm there. <laughs> There's some stuff you just think, oh, dude. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of things that I couldn't care less about. Like the Saddam Hussein being executed. And like all these. I find yep. nothing more disgusting and abhorrent than like... A terrified person and then lots of people around them sort of goading them and making them feel even more terrified of what, of what I want anyone. Yeah. Any human would want I don't get that. And then I you look at some of them. Yeah. I'm not very mad. Um, no, I, th- I think that's probably where I fall down a bit. I, I lose that kind of male bravado-ness. doesn't really horrible. interest me. I just don't want to... Yeah, I think... I think that. But then I don't know whether that's... Um, that could be a fatherly thing. I don't know whether you get that as a father. But I never was into... I don't know, Schadenfreude, isn't it? They call it in Germany, where you sort of like you take pleasure in other people's suffering, and I've never had really. Like I, I don't wish ill on my enemies or people I don't get on with. Like I really hope they do well because you think yeah. fair play to you. Like yep. you know, we all want to do well, and if you can, then hopefully we can, or other yep. people can. Um, but then there does seem to be this male. I, I don't know if it's groups of males. I'm sure women. Oh, I hope they're not the same. I don't know. But like where they kind of get you send these videos around and they're like literally horrible and you're thinking, dude, like I've no desire to watch this shit. Yep. Like I mean seeing your dad's eye maybe turn I know it's disgusting, eyes, it's like, awful, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel sorry for it. Yeah. But there we are. Dude, so we've done the Wayfair thing, we've done Simpsons. We could talk a bit about UFOs. Yep. So my theory uh, about UFOs is that I believe well, I'm adamant that UFOs as a transplant object exist. Yep. And that aliens, I'm pretty certain that aliens exist. Uh, I mean, I say certain, I haven't got a clue. But, but like, I would guess that, you know, as a betting man, that, that they probably do. And I feel that the theory that I like, and this is an interesting conspiracy theory, is that Roswell was a very famous uh, alien encounter, allegedly, that happened in 1951, I believe. And... Yeah, so this UFO crash-landed in the desert. Two aliens were in there. One was dead on impact. The other one, apparently, was still alive a bit. They took them to a place in the American desert, which we believe now to be Area 51. Yep. Megadeth song, Hangar 18 and all that. It's all, like, alien vibes. Obviously, they, you know, the US government claimed that nothing happens at Area 51, although the car park is always full and there's lots of signs saying if you trespass on these areas, you will be shot on site. So all of that sort of stuff. And they obviously did some tests and stuff on the alien. And it's where the image of the sort of big black eyed, green, small mouth, small nose, yep. sort of up, 
complexion head type thing uh, has kind of come from. Now, a couple of interesting conspiracy theories around this. Number one, uh, that, that they were alerted to our presence due to the atom bombs, Hiroshima right. yep. and Nagasaki. That's it. Well done. Thank you, mate. Um, and uh, they were like, hey, what are these guys up to? This isn't right. They're going to kill themselves. So the aliens came to essentially have a little, you know, gander and say, listen, guys, chill out a bit. Um, and the other sort of interesting conspiracy theory out of that is that obviously the reason our technology has accelerated so much is due to reverse engineering. So basically getting a finished product, i.e. all the infrastructure of their traveling machine and then working out how it works and all that sort of stuff. And that's how we're, where we've got Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and all this stuff that we never had in the 90s, yep. did we? The modern kind of technology has moved on incredibly quickly we're talking we had nothing no. for 2000 years and then since about 2000 i remember probably about 1999 i got my first mobile phone yeah. and it was kind of like yeah, big it sent yeah. text messages and you had phone calls and that was pretty much it and it had the most appalling reception where you had to stand on the top of the highest building hanging from a bell um, just to try and get some sort of reception. So it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Sorry, no, that's all right. Um, so it wasn't great. And then today you've got them where we were talking about earlier. You've got algorithms and all that sort of stuff that track what you're doing on an hourly basis. You know, so it is. I can't see why that wouldn't make sense. Your second point about technology moving on and going to the first point. I do the lottery every week and there's a, what, a 45 billion to one chance that I'm going to win it. How many stars are there? We're yeah. talking billions yeah. again. So what's to say that they're not going to have the same setup that we have? There's not the Mercury, Venus, yeah, Earth, Mars. Mars Jesus, yeah. Well done. Well, very energetic mouse jumps straight out of Danny's petticoat. Oh, mine is my very easy method. Just say your name, nine planets. Uh, yeah, but it's it's kind of, why could there not be other Earths out there? And I had this same conversation with Quinn driving along once in the car and he was asking me the same thing about aliens. And I was like, well, why not? What's to say there isn't another Phil and Quinn sitting in their car driving along having the same con kind of conversation that we are on a different Earth in a different place in space? It's just, we have no idea. We literally have no idea. And I think it's arrogant to say that there isn't. Yeah. Um, because you have no idea. Yeah, agreed. And I, and I like the idea that there's something more out there. And the atom bomb makes sense. It was yeah. horrific, yeah. horrific. I mean, it's, I suppose for people who lived through that, I mean, yeah, it must have been... Yeah, we're going through COVID now and our generation has never experienced something this... Uh, scary, I guess, and I suppose we've all got our ways of coping with that. But I guess things like the atom bomb, you know, you must have questioned the future of civilization. Yep. Because with some of the world leaders that we've got, you know, it, it, I suppose it, it is terrifying. So it it's not, yes, yeah, not. I don't think it's entirely ludicrous. I find it so interesting how the idea of aliens can so divide people. People can be like, you'll get people who are adamant, you know, of course there's not, you know, how can they? Yeah. And you think, like, how can there not be? But then people might think we're mental for thinking that, you know. Yeah, you know, absolutely. 
you know, it just yeah, I, I just I would be I just like you say the galaxies, there are billions and whatever you know, but there must be in my opinion other stuff out there, and I I I know for a fact, and the more and you started I think watching that phenomenon. Yes, I have. Yeah, um, good. Phenomenon's really good because it's a bit shorter. I'd about yeah, what's that? Mate? Yeah, but it's um yeah what like the American government and and actually other governments as well have started to say that they're hundred percent have been UFOs there's no doubt and that's like what they're admitting to now and it's kind of like to me it's like a naughty school kid who's kept secret for so long and it's kind of gone yeah all right then well I did I did steal you know the money from Mrs. Champion's drawer and I did take it and it's like well the bit they're not telling you it's like well I went and spent it on panic guns and shot Amy and Frederick yeah the bottom line is I think they're saying because they have to say at a bare minimum there have been these things that have been flying around. We have no idea what they are. They could be Russian, whatever. But the reality is they're, they're probably not. Because how would Russia have such, you know, th- these capabilities where we can't track them, we can't chase them, they move at a pace that we can't follow them? It just seems uh, it just seems implausible. It's yep. more plausible to suggest that there are, there are alien life forms out there. And I just think, yeah, I like the idea that they're kind of like, we're going to leave you guys to it. As long as you don't blow yourself yeah, up. Yeah, we'll step in if we need to. Yeah, which is quite a nice sort of... And it does also tie into the idea and the concept of God, where people kind of, in a religious sense, like and need that kind of feeling that someone is there looking after them, watching over them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I like it. Yeah. Really. So while we're on the subject of aliens, if I can go down another kind of conspiracy type thing that I think I, I spoke about at the beginning, and that is... That not Paul McCartney's an alien, but Paul McCartney is dead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he is. He's not. Um, <laughs> well, we don't know, Phil. Well, we don't know, but you can't start your theory with he's not. Well, he might be. okay. Um, Peter Jackson would have me believe that he's not. Peter Jackson is just he's doing this new thing about the Beatles. Peter Jackson is in the Lord of the Rings guy. Yeah. Didn't he massively change his image? Like he was like quite you know, rotund and bearded and then became, like, lost tons of weight really short. I don't know, I saw him recently and he was still rotund and beardy. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm thinking about something else then. Mark my page. Right. Okay. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. I'm going to go through this relatively quickly. If famous for being it. married to a very famous vegetarian lady. Is that right? That was his claim to fame, wasn't it? It was, although she was, before she was vegetarian, well, she might have always been vegetarian, but she, they were part of the, um, I don't think they were Kodak, but they were certainly something to do with photography, weren't they, Eastman, the Eastman family. Okay, so, this all started around 1966 when Paul McCartney was in a car crash. The car crash was supposed to have killed Paul McCartney. And Paul, if you're listening... Please bear with, bear with. Um, and then in 1969, it kind of really exploded just as the Beatles were about to kind of deband, expand, debunk, disband. disband. That's the word. Thank you. Now, and kind of a couple of people jumped on the bandwagon, especially some guy in America who was a, a journalist. And he was saying that um, Paul McCartney was released, replaced. I'm trying to talk too fast. Give me a second. Paul McCartney was replaced by a Scottish guy called William Shears, right. okay, who obviously shortened William to Billy Shears, who was 
the person the Beatles sung about on Sgt. Pepper, which was around the first album that he would have worked on. So, and if you just look at the Sgt. Pepper album, I'm going to whiz through these. Um, the other Beatles are facing Paul on the front cover. Paul's the only one that's face on. Supposed to look like a uh, like Paul Bearers. Um, Paul McCartney's facing um, like the forwards, like a, a body in a coffin. Um, Paul McCartney's holding a black instrument. The others are all holding brass instruments. Obviously, black being a symbol of death. There's an open hand above his head. Paul McCartney's head on the album, which happens on some of the other albums as well, which is a sign in some cultures of death. Um, the I should have brought my glasses. The ground is freshly dug like a grave. Um, there's a left-handed bass or guitar um, on the floor, um, and Paul McCartney was left-handed. There's a patch on his outfit that spells out the letters OPD, which is officially pronounced dead. Um, and Paul McCartney is facing backwards. When you open the cover up, he's the only one that's facing backwards. The other three Beatles are facing forwards. And George Harrison is supposed to be pointing. If you look at his hand, he's actually pointing one of his fingers to a particular word. I think it's the time. And that was the time that the car crash was supposed to have happened with Paul McCartney. Um, you look at the Magical Mystery Tour album. Paul is the only one dressed in black. Um, and he also has a black flower. The others all have red flowers. And on the song strawberry fields and the little outro part you can hear george in the background sorry john in the background singing i buried paul on the white album here's a little clue for you all the walrus is paul i'm so tired there's some gibberish and if you play it backward it says paul's a dead man i miss him miss him miss him and um, a revolution number nine there's if you play some of that backwards it says turn me on dead man on Abbey Road, John Lennon's supposed to look like uh, Christ-like in his white outfit. Ringo Starr is the black-suited undertaker. Paul McCartney's not wearing any shoes. They apparently they used to bury people without any shoes. Don't know if they still do because they only have half the coffin open, don't they? Yeah. And George Harrison was all in denim, supposed to look like the gravedigger. And in the background, there's a beetle, white beetle on the front cover, and it has the registration plate 28 if. And that would have been his age if he was still alive. He would have been 28. So there's all these things in there. Now, they're all kind of, you know, they're, they're not true. Interesting. They're all really interesting. And I think John Lennon has been on record and said, yeah, we did start to play up to a little bit. We heard it all out there. Capital Records, who were the original um, kind of artists before they started up Apple, the original company that, that released their songs, they purposely put stuff out there to try and build up this this reputation and everything else and even paul mccartney now has been seen on you can google it or youtube it and and he's on there and he often makes a quip about it and his and it is brilliant but it's it's really clever as well at the same time you know it's it was probably a bit crap for paul at times to have to be you know are you dead dead? is it really you is it and he must have got a bit bored and annoyed with it sometimes and and of course he lives locally well, yeah, you say this, and I, I'm I'm quite excited. Well, I think he tunes in. He's not said as much. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I think he's one of our hearty <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Two up-and-coming, up jet-setting young lads from Astra having yeah. a go. Well, I, yeah, I'm Do you know what? I'd, I'd love to speak to... See, I've, I've met him once, Yeah. but only kind of from a distance. Uh, and... Um, 
my ex-wife saw him at Lidl in Ashford yeah. uh, crossing over. I think it was, um, who was the model that he dated after Linda? I can't think of her name. She was yeah. there. No, um, and then one of my friends saw her, what was that? Yeah, Heather. Heather. Heather Mills. Heather Mills. That's Heather the one. Yeah, 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 well done by the, yeah, between the two of us. Um, and then one of my friends saw him at Imagine, the kids' play centre on the other side of Ashford. Yeah, and he was in there. It was quite quiet. He was just sitting at the table. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I find that more far-fetched than the sort of theft stuff. I mean, was he really Imagine? Oh, yeah, I mean, I, really? I've, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was I was married at the time. Uh, mate, you saw him. Yeah, I, saw, I know my ex-wife saw him. She, well, she saw him sitting in his Range Rover in the car park of Lidl, and she was crossing over the road. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like you say, I, I would maybe if he's listening, he should come on the podcast. Oh, do you know? We could talk yeah. to him about like whether he feels that the Beatles are overrated as well. Because I'd like to ask him that. And I, I'd just see what he said. Because I reckon he's the sort of bloke he'd be all right with. Now, if you had a bit of banter with him yep. like, and said that, and he'd probably... I don't think he's like Chris Martin or someone who'd walk out and go, oh, I can't be doing with this. I think he'd be like, fair play. Yeah, you know, I'd see that. Out. I think there are t- there's the two parts of Paul McCartney that I kind of... One was a bit of a, well, yeah, you say that, but... And the other one was, you know, full full credit, 10 out of 10 to you. And that one was, you know, he was going to send his children to the local state schools. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was in a band and the singer of the band, her husband went to school with one of his daughters and and things like that. Uh, But actually, Paul McCartney is like, I I think he's number one. He might be number two, but he is most certainly one of the most rich musicians, artists out there. End of. So none of his children, dead or not dead, he he is. is. And none of his children are ever, ever, ever going to need to work. I mean, they've made well for themselves, but it's not because of their state education. So there was a bit of me that went, oh, I appreciate where you're coming from with that sentiment, but your kids are never going to have to work, are they? They're not going to struggle. Um, but the thing that I do love about Paul McCartney is he will still play his old Beatles songs. He will still play his old Paul McCartney and Wings stuff. And and that's what we were saying a little while ago. Yeah. We were having a chat. And... You know, you go and see some of these bands, and and that's why I'm going to put my neck out here. I am not a huge fan of U2, because they had some really really good early stuff. Joshua Tree, and then they don't play it now. There's kind of like we've got this new stuff, and this is what we're going to play. Mm. Uh, and you you're just kind of like, well, I, I quite like where the streets they, have no mate, name. You did get the bangers at the at the concerts. I I, I, um, I travelled around the country to watch U2 and uh, saw them in. Yeah, I saw them in Scotland, Wales, and Britain, and um, I love them. But I mean, I know what you're saying, but you have to promote your new album. You do. But they do. I mean, you two will bring out the bangers every yeah. show. You're not going to be disappointed. But I think, yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. And I think, from all, by all accounts, if you sat down and wanted to talk about the Beatles with Paul McCartney, he'd get a little whiskey or something, and he'd fill yep. up a few, and he'd be like, Go on then, I'd love to hear about it because he loves, he wants to talk about the bits, which is nice. That's a good impression. If he no, doesn't no. turn up, you could just pretend <laughs> okay, to be him. But no, I think it's good. And I think, yeah, I think I like one of the worst things about being an artist, in my opinion, it's weird, isn't it? Because like we both create art, and like, I, I like, so for instance, I've finished, I've recently finished my album, the demos. All the demos are done. 
for 12 tracks. I've had this in the making for ages. I listen to it because I listen to it and I go, I want to know if I enjoy it or not. My books would never read. There's certain things I, I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't go back and, 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 you know, have a part of because I don't know if they're too painful or, or, or whatever it is. But um, I think, to, I think, yeah, I like the fact. I think it's refreshing because you do hear some artists who go, oh, man, "Don't play my stuff, man. It's so cringy." And you think, mate, you're <laughs> you are like the second most important guy in the Beatles. You've created some of the most seminal tracks in the world. Be proud, dude. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, I think that's fair play. Respect to the yeah. man. So interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's alive and he's in peace, Marsh, and he's listening. He's going to come up and he's going to do um, when it's COVID safe. Obviously. And if he doesn't do it, and you can do your impression, we can always do because I do quite a, cri- a good Chris Eubank impression. Oh, mate, that would yeah. be an interesting podcast, wouldn't it? Shall we? So if he can't make it, I can come on and be Chris Eubank. I love that. That's good. <laughs> Lovely, mate. We love it right on time. So, Paul, <laughs> tell me about the time when you were in the Beatles. Oh, <laughs> mate, where shall I start? I tell you, the Cavern Club. It sounds inspirational. <laughs> well. This podcast is brought to you by Pansy P, the new novel by local author Trevor Tuhig. A story of hope, courage and magic. Check out trevortuhig.com for more information. Okay, so we're going to move on now to our top three Christmas songs. Top three Christmas songs. Number one, I'm going to start. My number one, my go-to Christmas song every year is called Keeping the Dream Alive. I think they're German, and I think they're called Frau Frau Height Frau Height Frau. So I can't really pronounce it. I love I love this whole thing. I've never heard of it. Right, it's just beautiful. It's it's kind of um, harmonies. It's haunting. It's Christmassy. I don't think it might be. I think it was released around December, um, but it seems to be on a few Christmassy albums. So I'm going for that one. That's my number one. That is my number one. My number one is going to be um, Don't Shoot Me Santa by The Killers. Nice. Which I like because it is not uh, traditionally, I'd say, it doesn't follow the sort of same vibe as a Christmas song, as in, you know, it's not all in major chords. And it's, it's, it's a good song. It's a good track with, you know, three parts an edginess to it and um it stands alone as a song the quality of it in my opinion and it's got a funny little storyline obviously like don't shoot the center um which is great uh so i would suggest if you haven't checked that one out check it out nice now i've got to go popular for this one but because of a memory my number two is slade merry xmas everybody has to be there but I remember I had an amazing year group at school one year who wanted to do this song and I played guitar, I was so nervous. 
I played guitar and they sang the song. It was like a kind of like a choir version of this. It was just brilliant. And, and they sung it with because they knew the song so well. They sung it with every ounce of them, and it was just brilliant. I was so proud. I mean, I'm always proud of every year group that I've ever taught, but there's certain memories that you just have throughout your team. You can't remember every single event that happened, but there were some that stand out, like my Thor on the top field. That's for another story. Um, But yeah, this one particular um, Christmas thing that we did was just brilliant. Yeah, they were great. Love it. Okay, mate. Um, number two for me is uh, Christmas in Harlem by Kanye West, which, again, not many people know this one. It's uh, It's got some Kanye humour in it, which is quite funny. Um, like, um, well, I'll let you listen to it yourself, probably. But it is, it is, it's, it's not like rappy in the sense of it's offensive and sweary there's no swearing in it it's very kid friendly um again it sort of retains the sort of basic tenets and elements of rap music while also being incredibly christmasy and quite festive as well and generally i wouldn't suggest that rap messes too much with christmas songs so it was quite nice of him to do it and it's very upbeat which is nice so christmas in harlem love it love it We'll put these on the uh, on the podcast. Yeah, make sure people do that. Um, now, this one you won't find anywhere, but it gets played in the Henry household every year. And there's a backstory with this one. The song is by a band called The Chase, and the song is called Oh What a Night. But it's not Oh What a Night. It's not that one. It is. And my brother has just gone. Oh God, here he goes with that song again. <laughs> my mum, as a little one, was played piano, played drums. And eventually she gave up the drums. She carried on playing piano. And um, she sold her drum kit to her friend. Now, they, my mum lived on Frogs Island and her friend lived on Frogs Island. And her, my mum sold her drums to her friend's brother, Trevor Coleman, who said I'm allowed to mention his name. He's still playing locally. I think he plays in Deal. He's in a band in Deal. Um, and he drummed on this particular single and it was recorded with emi we've got still got the small single oh, the first that's the one i have done a cover i'm not putting that <laughs> i don't know and it's just a it's kind of the more you listen to it and that because i've been able to put it on to the computer and things like that this year i've really had a go and i've broken all the instruments down it's got it's almost got like a bit of a status quo yeah. rockabilly sort of sound to it it's really yeah, yeah, yeah and it's it's really it's great and and because obviously you know the drummer on there you kind of go oh oh yeah you get that connection to yeah, it it's, course, yeah, it's yeah. a great little song my cover version is a little bit more acoustic <laughs> it's fine it's very good it's very good and it's um like you say it's, it's nice to have an upbeat one isn't it yeah that yeah. said i've gone for my third one um <clears throat> more traditional modern uh fairy town of new york oh yeah just because you can't get past it can you i mean i no. just I just love the storyline behind it. I love the sort of dark desolation of the lyrics and the sort of, um, we've both been in unhappy marriages and that whole sort of, you know, you held me back, that whole kind of yep. vibe and the frustration between the two. I love the rawness of it as well, like how, um, you'd know, you know, you'd, you know, if you've been in a band or you've, you've made music, where he's late 
on that that lie. She were handsome. You were pretty, and he's sort of like, it's like he over exaggerates. Yeah. You were pretty because like he's he's coming late on the line and stuff. And it's like it's just it's been recorded with those idiosyncrasies and stuff. So that's what they were. You know? Yeah. Um, and obviously he's not the most professional. I don't think. What's his name? Shane McGowan. Yeah. Um, and has had a, a certainly an interesting life, I'd say. And the yeah, there was there's a really good program out there that tells you all about like those idiosyncrasies and yeah. everything else and the piano at the beginning he plays the wrong note oh, really? that's why it sounds yeah. so good apparently um, okay. so it shouldn't it doesn't belong in that key or whatever it is yeah that's um, really interesting so yeah um and change lyrics or not lyrics because there are the the cover versions change the lyrics what to make it what to make it pc no no, I, I hundred percent. I'm with yeah, you there. I hundred percent. It's someone's art. Yeah. Yeah. I can see kind of censored signs coming over paintings that show boobies or things yeah, like that. Yeah, you yeah, know, that, you can't absolutely. do it. Like, I mean, even my my daughter knows. She knows that she cannot swear, and and, and she knows that. You know, I think you know. Like what I'm saying is that the point I'm trying to make is that she will listen to things. She listens to rap songs potentially that might have swearing in them, but she knows what it yeah. means and she knows that it's not right. And I think that, yeah, I think that everything should be released the way the artist intended. That's my personal. Yeah. Um, and then you choose whether you want whoever is not age appropriate. At the end of the day, you've got an off button. Yeah. I've said this yeah. all along. You've got no need for a Mary Whitehouse style group. If you don't like what you're watching, you don't like what you're listening to, but don't turn this off. No. Turn it off. Uh, exactly, and I th- yeah, absolutely. I think there's nothing worse than um, censoring. I think that's not right, you know. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, we've got a little quiz. Yes, yeah. I'm going to start, mate. Okay. All right. And you just got to give your answer. Okay. Uh, we could, well, well, no, we can discuss it. It's fine. Blur the Oasis. Back in the day, blur every day. I was, yeah, back in the 90s when I was in my prime, blur. Nowadays, I think I'd go Oasis. Yeah, it's hard. Oasis, though, I think for me, back in the day. And probably now, just because I respect Noel Gallagher so much now. I yep. just I really, I think I said before, but I, I, I listen to podcasts with him and he is the sort of man that I'd quite like to end up being because he's, he's solid in his opinions. He knows what he likes. He likes what he knows, but um, he's respectful and kind and trying to do the best for humanity and stuff. He's a nice bloke. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee, coffee every, every day. day. Yeah, me too. Coffee. Uh, guitars or synths? Guitar. Yeah, guitar too. Beatles or Stones? Beatles. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Coldplay or U2? Oh, God. Um, to me, they've both done a similar sort of thing. They were fantastic in the beginning and have just sort of lost their edge. Um... God. Um, Get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, if I had to choose, I'd choose you two. Phil, Phil said that because he thought he was going to get thrown out. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Phil, it's got to be you two, mate. It's got to be you two for, yep. uh, for another podcast. Right. Uh, beach or ski? Beach. Yeah, beach. Pink or brown? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pink, with a little bit of brown sometimes. <laughs> Soccer or rugby? Rugby. Typical, typical. Me, me. Kanye 
Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Uh, for me, winter or summer? Oh, God, that's hard. Um, Summer. Yeah. You're summer, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's much more that you can do with less restrictions from the weather in the summer. Yeah. That's well done. Okay, is it, is it my go? Yeah. Left or right Twix? <laughs> <That's the first. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm lefty because I'm left-handed and I think I've hit the left one first. Oh, see, I'm right-handed and I go right first. There, there could go. be something in that. <laughs> yeah. If you had to lose one, eyesight or hearing, what would it be? I know I love music and all that, but nah, hearing. Yeah, never seen, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and full respect at this point to anyone that doesn't have those, those. Yeah, I think it's horrendous if you're not born with it. If you lose it during your life as well, it's even, yeah. I mean, they're both bad. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolute respect, yeah. Okay, never shaving again or never cutting your hair again, which one? Uh, never shaving again. Never, yeah, me too, 100%. And actually, I think we said that we were going to both. And I have, I'm keeping to this bill. I haven't shaved. I haven't. I mean, I'm doing, I'm sculpting around here. But like the beard is going yep. to remain. Can you just say we go, yeah? Yeah. I don't think it's starting to crawl into my mouth now. I we, feel yeah, it. Chewing them bits. Yeah. But I think you're going to, I don't know about you, do you, I don't think we're going to get like hand up. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going for the whole ZZ Top thing. You are? Yeah. Billy Gibbons eat your heart out. Do you yeah. Think you can get that long? Yep. Nope. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give it a whirl. Let's yeah, definitely. And jump out of a plane or a trip in a submarine? Uh, plane. Uh, as much as I don't think I'd have the guts to do it, I think, yeah, if I was pushed out, I'd probably enjoy the night. Yep, me too. And that's the reason I'm staying fat. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a cage with a lion or a gorilla? That's a good one. Um, I think uh, a gorilla because uh, there's little logic to this, but just possibly because they're close to our ancestors so I might be able to liaise with it <laughs> <laughs> I'm on its level uh, I bought you some beers listen come on mate yeah let's just chill out yeah come on <laughs> um, forever this is not just a week but forever no phone or no TV no no uh, no oh, see it's lost yeah Last week I said no phone, didn't I? And I, I do... Uh, see, I've got a real issue with phones and how they're, as we've talked today on the podcast, I feel like they're intrusive um, and addictive. And I'm not mass, but I'm not massively into telly. So I'm going to change it. No TV. I'd go no TV. Cause mm. I have such a good connection. It's not the whole Facebook, the whole social media thing. I get rid of that. But I have such good connections with people, and especially my youngest... We message WhatsApp all the time. That connection yeah. would be awful to lose. Yeah, agreed. Okay, meet the Queen or meet Queen. Meet Queen. Every day. Yeah, I'm not fussed about that. i got to tell you a quick funny story. I had a friend who managed to wangle a, a, an invite to the Brit Awards and he saw the Queen table and he was a huge, huge Brian May fan. And he walked over to the table and he, was, he said, I could feel myself sweating. I was getting really nervous and... And he walked over and he stood right next to Brian May. And Brian May looked up from the table, square in the face. And he was like, right? And my mate went, you're Brian May. And Brian May went, yeah, I am. And that was it. He said, I just turned around and went back to my table. I'd, I'd, I'd lost it. I couldn't do it. We've all been there, mate. We've all been there. <laughs> okay, blue or brown or green eyes? 
green just because my daughter's got green eyes. Yep, Quinn's green as well. Yeah. Uh, Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders. Jennifer Saunders, uh, I like them both, but I think Jennifer Saunders is a bit more edgy than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I do like Dawn French. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. Um, would you marry her, Phil? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah, Are she's, they? yeah. She's would Bobby, she's funny on you? No. No, yeah, I think she's really pretty. She's feisty. She is just, I think she's stunning and yeah, and funnier than me. So yeah, <laughs> be at the she dinner table. You begin. Dawn, Dawn, make me laugh. Make me laugh, Dawn. Tell me a joke. She's like, get down from the table and go. <laughs> what we'll have to do is ask Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders, Trevor or Phil. That's what we'll have to do. They'll be like, oh gosh, we've been thinking about this for years. I mean, how would we guess? <laughs> <laughs> if Dawn doesn't say me, I'm, I'm gutted. Right, uh, red or brown sauce? Well, I mean, red all day long. I just, I'm not, yeah, I'm not brown. Really. See, I do like a bit of brown. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard. So, and on this, and on that note, I think mean, that's a perfect yeah. answer. Yeah, I think we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy your day. Do, do do that. Enjoy your day. Have a drink on us. Yeah, and just be nice to people and look after yourself. Stay safe. Give us a like. And I think we'll see you, if not in the new year. I mean, I'm on potentially New Year's Eve. I'm just going to put it out there. New Year's Eve. We could party. Party and podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's, the new, it's the new going out and getting smashed. Oh, yeah. I could bring one of my... Uh, I've just discovered a new artist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Yeah. yeah. This is... Yeah. This is great. Phil, tell the story. Okay. Right. I was watching a program on Netflix where they have an artist on there who has a song and they completely take it to pieces and they talk you through the process and how they were feeling and how they wrote it. They did all this stuff. And and there's Michael Stipe on there and he breaks down one of his songs and Trent Reznor and from Nine Inch Nails. And it was really, really good. And this one one artist came on she was young she was pretty she sung her voice was just incredible and i was like oh my days this is she is great she's really good um and i'd never heard of her before so i thought she must be quite new i'll give her a mention on the podcast help give her a bit of a leg up you know (laughs) how arrogant am i have a little listen so i went on to spotify and i typed her name in and i joined one of Six million other people that follow Dua Lipa. <laughs> yeah, it's it could be Dua sixty million. Lipa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd only just discovered her. Well, Phil, and who's the other one? Justin. Oh, Bieber. Justin Bieber. Bieber. I found him a year ago. He's found him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we can. So for New Year's Eve, um, we are going to do uh, some music. Yeah. Well, let's just have, because obviously I'm giving her a bit of a leg up. So we'll get Dua Lipa in. She can come yeah, and sing. With yeah. I'll do like an she acoustic. I've learnt the song that. already. She had nothing on. I mean, so she just want to. She just want to come around to my um, outhouse. Yeah. In my garden in yeah. Ashford. Absolutely. And and I'll play a bit of guitar. She yeah. can sing along. Justin can maybe do some of his rapping and stuff. But on a serious note, Phil, we're going to do some. I think we should do some music. I think we should do at least three or four songs. But I think we can definitely do um, the song that you like. <laughs> Was it Love Yourself? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Love, love yourself and love again. It's your Lipa. It's all about love for me. I'm. It's, I'm just. Again, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's four chords. Simple. It's really good. And it uses a sample from White Town, which is 1997. Your woman. Sounds a bit racist. 
No, it's it's it's. <laughs> I, I, I never saw the artist to know, and th- but then that came from I think a 1932 like jazz track called My Woman, which is probably sexist. So yeah, <laughs> go music, go Dua Lipa. She's really sorting this out yeah, for us. She is, she is yeah, uh, on the cutting edge. Right. Well, thanks for that, mate. And uh, it's been an action, all right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everyone. See you in the future. Goodbye. Bye. Sweet. This podcast is brought to you by Pansy P, the new novel by local author Trevor Tuhig. A story of hope, courage and magic. Check out trevortuhig.com for more information.